Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler, and today we're talking all things parenthood and pregnancy scares. Yep, we are talking about the Judd Apatow film, Knocked Up, which is number 39 on the 50 best rom-coms list. I'm excited to have returning guest Matt Jankowski join me here in the studio to talk about this raunchy film. But before I do, I thought it'd be fun to check in with Whitney. So thankfully, we are past the pregnancy stage in our lives, right? Yes. <laughs> um, as we're speaking, Hayden's actually in the studio with us observing. So, I mean, I love the two that I have, but yes. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, starting... Uh, Starting anew at our age. No. <laughs> um, before I get your quick thoughts on this film, um, so we haven't touched on the new season of The Bachelor with Joey. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so oh. I just, I, I thought that our audience would like to hear uh, your quick thoughts. We're two episodes in. Yeah, uh, I like it. I was worried after The Golden Bachelor that I couldn't go backwards and see The Regular Bachelor, but yeah. I, I've enjoyed it. I like him. He seems a little more down to earth, like has good conversations and like invokes or they're at least showing through the edit better conversations than they used to allow. Um, and so you feel like you're kind of getting to know him. He seems to keep the smart ones. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely more. He, he, so far, he's been better than I thought he would be. At first, I wasn't. Um, I didn't think it was the best choice, but he definitely was Zach the one before him, you know, with the deep yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah. And so I think he's definitely more dynamic was than yeah. Zach. Now, Zach and, is still with his girlfriend. Yes. Or fiance or whoever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like Joey, is, he seems like he's game for everything. He seems to be enjoying it. Yeah. So uh, uh, the highlight for me so far has been when uh, the one... Uh, <laughs> the, you know, they always have the date where they all dress up in wedding gowns and do that whole thing. But when that uh, that one bachelorette, like, jumped the table to get to the chair with them, that was the highlight for me. Yeah, I liked it, too. It was yeah, funny. Yeah. So um, you, with this movie knocked up, you mostly watched it with me. Uh, did yeah. you watch most of it? Yeah. So uh, it had been a while. We had both seen it a couple of times. I think it had been a while. But um, just on the surface level, like, what did you think about the movie? Um, well, I obviously, like, I was not planning to watch it with you, and I just kind of sat down and rewatched it, and so I enjoyed that part of it. I did like it. Um, I, I must have, like, enjoyed sitting down to watch it. It made me nervous again, because it made me nervous last time. His, his apartment with all of his friends makes me real nervous, or his house <laughs> with his friends makes me just a nervous wreck, but, um... But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I Your one big thought—I just remember you saying out loud while we were watching it—was just how you thought uh, uh, the, the the movie was making women to be out to just being buzzkills as a whole. Yeah, I mean, most of most of the time, those rom coms back then do. I mean, that's yeah. what well, that's what movie and TV does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, total buzzkills all the time, um, and they just even even. Uh, the nice character, the nice dad, makes women buzz kills, and, yeah. <laughs> and and deems it that like you would think that just because those guys were in their like party age, they would be seen as that. But nope, they do it to the the, the nice dad too. And I just I, that that kind of bugged me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But well, um, Matt's waiting outside, so we're gonna call him in, and uh, we'll um, we'll talk about these films, jokes, unexpected romance, and maybe some more awkward conversations. Uh, that this oh, you had one more thought. Well, I just wanted to know. 
obviously, since I'm invited back and I participate in this, I'm going to throw you a softball question here. Okay, great. But I'm not a buzzkill, right? I oh. mean, I'm the life of the party. Oh, no. Why do you think I married you? Yeah, well, I just wanted it stated. <laughs> so go ahead. No. You're not a buzzkill, Whitney. <laughs> You're not buzzkill, Whitney. <laughs> that, the perfect segue into the movie, Knocked Up. <laughs> Hello. Hi, this is Allison. I don't know if you remember me. I have something I really need to tell you. I'm pregnant. With a baby? Yes. Then what are you hitting on me for? How did this happen? This is a disaster. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby? You should be, because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies. Do you love each other? We should really just try to get to know each other and give this a real shot. Okay, I know we didn't plan this, but I'm on board. (laughs) Yay! Knocked Up is a 2007 American romantic comedy film written, produced, and directed by Judd Apatow and starring Seth Rogen, Katherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, and Leslie Mann. It follows the repercussions of a drunken one-night stand between a slacker and a recently promoted media personality that results in an unintended pregnancy. The film was released in June of 2007, uh, and it grossed so much money, over $219 million worldwide, and acclaim from critics. This is 40, a sort of sequel focused on Rudd and Mann's characters with Apatow returning as writer-director, was released on December 21st, 2012. So um, I actually want to talk a little bit about This is 40, because <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. But, um, do you, but do you remember seeing this film? Like, did you see it when it came out? You know, I don't know if I remember seeing it or not. Um, I think I may have gone back and rewatched it after watching or watched it after watching This is 40. Yeah. Um, cuz I know I watched that when it came out. Yeah. Um but I I don't recall seeing it in a theater for sure. Okay, so uh I hope you don't mind saying you have twins and I was wondering kind of as I was watching this what year were they born? They were born in 2007. 2007. So yeah. that might have been that, why you didn't right. see this movie in the theater. <laughs> right. So I, I, I very much can frame this movie because um, it's probably June. Well, I guess it came out a little bit before me and Whitney actually met. But I feel like this is something, especially as a single 20-year-old, that I saw in the theater because I liked uh, the 40-year-old virgin <laughs> so much. And so, and I've always uh, been a big fan of Judd Apatow films. But I know this is definitely one that we had bought like when it came out, like had it on Blu-ray and all nice. that kind of stuff. And so even uh, Whitney watched uh, some of this this time around. And it was definitely a movie we've seen a couple of times for like whatever reason. So, yeah. But, uh, but I was also like, it was interesting watching it this time uh, I mean, definitely, we're, we're both older at this point, <laughs> right? but um, I, I definitely saw it in a different lens, kind of being a little older, because I mean, when it was, uh, when it came out back then, I, I did not have kids, and so, and I know we watched it post-kids a little bit, but even being further removed, I think, from that, like, that 20-something age frame, it, it's kind of interesting how, I, I still, I still enjoy enjoy this movie i think it's funny and stuff like that but i think some of the there were some things that stood out to me this time around that didn't uh so much the other time yeah mainly being like uh the way basically the way katherine heigl is portrayed in this movie or most women 
as a whole, it's just like women are buzzkills. Essentially, right. did, did you feel? Did you get that sense? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you know, the the whole jumping ahead quite a bit in the movie, but the whole trip to Vegas. It's they take it basically because both Catherine Heigl and Leslie Mann are just such buzzkills that they have to get away and get some time by themselves. Right, right, right. But you know, circling back, I think. Maybe that's why it didn't register with me as much when it first came out because we were starting that parenthood. Um, And if anything, I probably would have uh, placed myself more in the Paul Rudd character. Yeah. um, Or possibly even the Leslie Mann character. Yes. As we've got things that we have to take care of. Right, right, right. As opposed to going out and partying and. Yeah. I mean, I I do. I still think it resonates that this movie, you know, captures that time where you're uh, basically you're having to shift focus, right? And you know, responsibility. In this case, it's like very sudden. You know, right. like uh, we were fortunate to be, uh, you know, that we we were like, hey, let's go for being pregnant. You know, so like right. you could kind of get into that headspace. But I mean, definitely seeing it. First of all, like not being married. Uh, you know, like not that I could complete completely relate to Ben, but. I know that's like, I mean, where a lot of the humor comes from, where in this time, I really, I felt like an old man a little bit because I was just like, oh my gosh, like stop, like stop complaining. <laughs> I just, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And the, his whole, I mean, his whole vibe, I, I, I just, it, it's almost like a different generation than mine. Um, I, di- I didn't grow up, you know, around that type of, my, my friends, yeah, we went out and partied, but we by the time we got out of college everybody was working we yeah, yeah. we didn't have that slacker mentality that, <laughs> right and so it, it, I, he he's relatable in the holy crap this is a big experience i'm going through yeah but uh, the the rest of the vibe just didn't hit with me <laughs> yeah exactly and uh so h- how old were you when you got married 20 Okay, 23, yeah. So, I was... uh, 24. It's funny, I can't really remember either. But I was, I think it was 27 or 28. So, it was more in the upper 20s. So, there was a time in my life that, like, so post-college, and especially when I was living in the Dallas area, and this group was definitely, did not remind me (laughs) of the group that I had, but there was one group that came to mind uh, that, it was actually from the church I went, uh, went to, and so we were all around the same age. But a lot of them just happened to be still doing school. Mm. Also, uh, just a little older, uh, you know, some uh, uh, like one of my roommates. He, um, I forget if he was in the army, but he was in the military, and so you know. Right. But so they were about my age, but they were still in like a school frame. So like when I'd go hang out with them. It had that, not, you know, the vibe of like doing drugs and just, you know, looking at pornography on the website. It was quite the opposite. But I did relate in the like, I was one of the few people that had like a eight to five job. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'd get started hanging out like at nine or 10 o'clock at night right. and we would be playing poker and I would just have to be like, I'm sorry, I've got to, I've got to go. So it, it did, remind, that group not what was you know their dynamics but i definitely can put my you know mindset you know right. the guy roommates and like 
you know, no sense of decorations or, you know, used couches, like, <laughs> you know, all that, all that sort of thing. Exactly. Whatever you can find is going in the house. It's clean. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to ask you, I kind of feel a little bad because, um, the prior podcast you were on was the big Lebowski <laughs> and, uh, they're going to start like people listening to these are going to start wondering about you. Like you, you keep uh, doing these films where the F bomb is just dropped like so many times <laughs> all, all the time. There, there's stoners everywhere. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I, I was just interested to look at, but the big Lebowski, uh, has about 280. This one has 120. So, it's you tame. Know, yeah, not quite double, but yeah, it's tame with the standards. But, um, so, yeah, kind of like I, I, I just feel like um, once again this movie is very funny. I, I feel like the things I, I just felt like there was a lot that uh, he left on the table that he could have explored in this movie. Um, okay. I just as more as it hits on the like uh, you know the being scared about the responsible part of things. I think mm-hmm. of having a baby, but I still think they missed a whole lot about the actual like i know there's some pregnancy jokes and it frames it but it's almost like the fact that they're actually having a child is it takes a back seat to them i'm just figuring them does that make sense yeah and i, I think it it kind of has to or I, I think it was well concealed in that it focused more on that the rom-com side of things that's kind of where you got into the romance was they're not focused on that he's more focused on trying to build a relationship with her which if i think if it was all focused on the baby that probably would have gone by the wayside right right and i think that's where uh allison who's uh played by Catherine heigl i think her character is just like just underserved because um, and rightfully so, she's trying to figure out her place, like with Ben. But I think you know, anybody, especially who they want to have the child, they want to keep the child. Like she doesn't really talk about the actual baby like much right. at all. And you're kind of like, yeah, you would not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ben's a big part of it, but like I, I just think that aspect of a female and like what they're going through, I think that's where it's kind of like thrown off a little bit. And you could still have Ben with his his struggles and all that, you sure, know, but sure. yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah. But I think, uh, what, I, what I've always liked about Judd Apatow is just his knack for just writing humor and language and dialogue between people. And he, he's known for like being on set and like a lot of improvis, you know, improving and throwing out lines and that right. sort of thing. But I think that's the appeal to this movie, especially I think with Ben and his friends, it's just they're back and forth. It's just it's very relatable if you have any close guy friends in yeah, your the, life. The scenes where they're just ripping on each other on the couches, especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see you can see that they could probably just sit there all day and do that. They had that the charisma between all right. of the actors. Right. It's like they probably just had multiple takes and just kept the camera rolling. Yeah, yeah. And each tried to one-up the other. Yeah. And like the ongoing beer joke uh, <laughs> with Martin Starr's character, <laughs> it's hilarious. just hilarious because, some, I mean, I do think they're funny. I, I can see maybe some people going like, why are you still joking about the beard? But honestly, that's like what a group of guys would do. Right. And it would just last like for, oh, yeah. <laughs> forever. Especially if there was something riding on it. I mean, yeah. they, they would never let <laughs> That go. Hey Martin, was it weird when you joined the Taliban being American and everything like that? Like when you see a woman driving a car, do you just get pissed? 
Just watch your back, Serpico. You never know who your friends are. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, all right. You guys can't make fun of me the whole time. Wait, Martin, it's a competition. It's called the Dirty Man Competition. We're going to make fun of you until you shave the beard. That's the rules. That's the whole point. You're supposed to be tempted into shaving. Your face looks like Robin Williams' knuckles. <laughs> As a whole, do you like this movie? I do. Yeah, I, I do. It's... Um, it, I, I I get more of the comedy out of it. Like yes. I could I could sit down and watch it just for the comedy. Right, right, right. The, like you said, the I mean the the whole baby kind of takes a backseat. Yeah, you know the the delivery scenes kind of a, a comedy bit for the most part. Um, the the sex scene when she's heavily pregnant <laughs> yeah. also more of a comedy bit than yeah. romance or talking about the child. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's it's re- definitely rewatchable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, for sure. Uh, I think a little bit like as I was watching this movie, and so now I'm kind of come back to this is forty, uh, and we were talking earlier, and we we've both seen that movie, and it's uh, it's it's been a little while since I've seen it, but. Um, you know, it's very similar in the tone and especially in uh, the realistic. So we talked about the realistic jokes between people, right. but like the fights that occur, not just between uh, Pete and Debbie, uh, played by Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, but uh, Ben and Allison's fights as well. They're just so mean and so raw. And <laughs> that it, it kind of struck me, especially with Ben. It's like he doesn't have that inside filter. Right, yeah, yeah, It's like whatever he thinks, he's just going to blurt it out. Right. You know, I mean, as crass, as mean, as nasty as it is, whatever it is he's thinking, it's coming out. Right, right. Again, that's something I don't relate to because I'm like, dude, what? (laughs) I mean, you you can't come back from yelling at the hormones. (laughs) I hate you, hormones. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, Allison. <laughs> you know, I mean, just yeah, uh, yeah. It, the the fight scenes are uh, they're top notch. They're hilarious, really. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But oh, just like, it just I, I think uh, a lot of people criticize Apatow films for being long, mm-hmm. uh, which I think can be a fair criticism, especially for comedies. I mean, this one was, I think a little over two hours, yeah. uh, but I never mind them one because I enjoy them. And I think he writes character so well that I'm fine living in this world. But I think part of it too, is he like lets these moments and these scenes play out. And that's how, like, I think they would play out in real life. You know, right. like if you get to a tense fight you know it slowly builds and you know you you get to kind of see all that right um i always forget with this i think if the sequel didn't or not really sequel because ben and allison aren't in it really but uh this is 40 um if you didn't know that exists you know watching this movie i almost think pete and debbie's relationship is just as interest i mean they don't get quite as much screen time as mm-hmm. allison and ben but i kind of forgot how much their relationship played a big part in this movie right <clears throat> i mean it, you know the it, it drives one whole scene fairly long scene when they're trying to figure out what pete's up to yeah when, when they suspect him cheating <laughs> and come into him on the fantasy uh baseball draft um but yeah it's it it you can kind of see, you know, Allison's uh, or Debbie's projecting her fears onto Allison throughout the movie, and yeah. has to get roped back in by yeah. Allison to yeah. hey, give give him a chance. Yeah, not not all guys are, are like that. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I very much can kind of 
I I never really did fantasy baseball and stuff, but I can, as I'm sitting here right now uh, recording a podcast, I can very much relate to something that just really feels really silly uh, in its nature. But thankfully, Whitney <laughs> like supports me in that. And so there maybe that's, uh, I think she's great when she comes on the podcast, obviously. But I think also it's a way for me to kind of justify this silly thing that I'm doing. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, hey, but, if, if I'm self-conscious about it, I'm going to drag you into right. it too. <laughs> now, now had, you, had you been hiding this and, you know, recording in secret and right. sneaking out yeah. and, at all times and, yeah. and she... Yeah stumbles upon what are you doing with two computers yeah. and a microphone yeah. even if you even if you did i don't think you revealed this on a podcast but has <laughs> there ever been a secret thing like that that you have kept from carrie <laughs> no no I, we we've always maintained that it's better just to talk about it and if if you have something that you want to do or yeah you know that is interesting to you yeah we'll try to make time for it yeah uh it it's nowhere near as uh, intriguing. Thing that you you are interested in that she absolutely has no care at all about, and maybe vice versa. <laughs> so, so not in a bad way. No, I mean, it, no, this, it's it's easy. The I mean, number one is pickleball, but oh uh, yeah, you know I, I play twice a week. Yeah, <laughs> for three hours at a time. Um, if if I had my druthers, I'd probably you know be out playing three four times a week but uh after a discussion it it was you can have these days <laughs> go for it yeah, yeah um she i i mean she she has more friends than i do and has <laughs> more happy hours than i do so uh, yeah. but it, it's never an issue i mean it, it's like a, I, I don't have to worry about her sneaking out of the house or making up an excuse and going and hanging out with friends. So, Do you feel like this movie is told too much from a male perspective? Or um, am I being too harsh uh, from that? Because I think any movie has its like kind of main protagonist, but um, I feel like it's trying to do equal billing between the two. Uh, and so, yeah. But. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Allison gets... I think her character is pretty strong. Yeah, um, and I think she gets quite a bit of time. Um, you know, it. I think it, it. It is one of those that you have to focus more on one than the other. And I'm guessing Judd can probably write a male character <laughs> yeah. easier than yeah, yeah. than what he can a female yeah. character. But I mean, I, I, the whole arc story arc with uh, her job at E. Um, you know, I think was was a pretty great. Thing to uh, to watch her grow through the pregnancy, yeah. You know, trying to finagle or not finagle, but walk that path of, of what to do with bosses, what to right. do with entertainers. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I I wouldn't say that it's all focused on men. Yeah, and I think uh, not that I can, we can speak for females, but I, I, I'm sure a lot of females, uh, you know when they do get pregnant whether planned or not just that discussion with work and then hoping like especially if there's the maternity leave uh built in that like when they come back they're still like 
you know, right. <laughs> held in the same like position. You know, sure. there's there's a lot of emotions that go into that, and it does tap into that. I mean, yeah. uh, trying to think of other movies uh, that uh, they, I don't think they really. There's been a movie that kind of touches on this a little bit. Maybe Baby Boom, that uh, '80s movie with Diane Keaton. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one definitely does because mm-hmm. she's like a working mom in like New York or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Oh, um, what I was gonna say. I mean. I kind of figured you, you know this, but Judd Apatow, his real wife is Leslie, Leslie. Mann. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and the two girls and in the two it. Girls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do, I do like that he's willing to, you know, have her on set right. <laughs> and involved as much. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, tons of recognizable faces right. like in this movie. Right. You know, well, this was Seth Rogen's like first, you know, first uh, feature film starring mm-hmm. role. Uh, do you do you like Seth Rogen? I do. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think there's. You know, I, 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 lo- I like him. I, honestly, I like his laugh. I know it's kind of <laughs> off-putting to some people. Right, right. Yeah, he's he's hilarious, and I think I think he's a perfect fit for this character because you know he accepts he's a stoner. He accepts he's a not a driven person, um, but but super sweet. Yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. Is is very caring. You know, he's, yeah. You know, says he's not the kind of guy to screw her over. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you can definitely buy into that yeah you know at the end of the day he's the one who's kind of the constant yeah yeah he's a slacker and forgets to read the books and you know turns her off but yeah um deep down he he seems like a good guy yeah and his intentions are usually not in in the wrong you know the wrong place and you know he's willing to go you know along with it and so yeah there's definitely a sweetness there but yeah i uh so he had a, a show recently on Apple TV Plus that I enjoyed called Platonic, and I was I was telling somebody about it, and him and Rose Burner in it okay. or whatever. And I was just telling them how funny he was, and they were just like, "I'm sorry, I, I can't stand him." I can't, and I, I'm like, "I get it. Like, oh, if yeah. you don't like him, you don't like his laugh. Yeah, probably not the show for you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but other, uh, uh, yeah, I, other actors. I think my fa- my uh, the most surprising cameo was Stormy Daniels. Oh, it is one of the strippers in oh. Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Yes, yeah. I I don't think I recognize I, that. That's I just, funny. I, we were because you know the the credits had uh-huh. the, the nice yeah. montage. Yeah, of yeah. The, the kid growing up. Yeah, and just watching it, and I was like, wait, Stormy Dan. Certainly not. Yeah, yeah. So pulled up IMDb and <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. It is the Stormy Daniels. That's hilarious. But yeah, you know, a lot of like kind of people on their way up. But, you know, Jason Siegel's in this, Jay mm-hmm. Baruchel, Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Jonah Hill's character is like, he's real brash and says his mind like in front of his friends. But like whenever she's around, he just becomes like super weird. And I think... <laughs> Even if you don't have a close friend like that, you kind of remember somebody like that, and oh, yeah. you know she's thinking like, "Why do you hang out with him?" You know, but and it, um, it, it's almost like you can tell he's that he's that one guy who's pissed off that he that he's allowed somebody to come into their group, yes, and yeah. pull one of them away. Yeah, yeah. Why would you mess like with this dynamic? Yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, I think there's. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't pull so many quotes from this as much mm-hmm. as like favorite scenes, but are there any like scenes that stand out to you? I do love the scene when Debbie and Allison go back to the uh, to the club 
for the second time when she's pregnant. <laughs> well, Craig Robinson has the bouncer, yeah, yeah. And they confront, or Leslie Mann confronts Craig Robinson. I mean, that's just a fantastic scene, and he pulls her over to the side. The uh, the trip to Vegas is is funny. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I laughed at the uh, just all the chairs like in the room. I don't know why. It's such a little thing. This chair but... has a much better vibe. There's too many chairs in here. Uh, yeah, I I thought like you know it's funny. There's just a lot of memorable scenes around tables mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, I think even when like uh, Harold Ramis you know plays his father in this, uh, but like uh, I liked. I really like the breakfast scene after they've hooked up in the morning, and that's how it plays out. And I just love just them realizing well they're both like sweet enough to like kind of give each other not a shot but to like hey we're connecting here but it's just like when she's like oh i didn't i i forgot to ask you what do you do and then how he just like you said no filter or even right. you know worrying you know <laughs> about what he does yeah i actually need to get going so awesome well, um can, uh, can i get your number i mean I we had fun right we should hook up again uh, I'm gonna give you my card because that'll be the best. Well, I mean, if you want to contact me, I don't have a cell uh, right now because of payment complications. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can email me at the webpage. I check. It's, it's just Ben at Flesh of the Stars one word dot com. Yeah. yeah. But that's just a great scene that just setting up like them and who they are as people and what direction, you know, uh, they're going to go. But then also like kind of eventually leading into the scene where she tells him that she's pregnant. So I have something I really need to tell you is kind of why I called you. (laughs) Here it goes. Um, I'm pregnant. Fuck off. What? What? I'm pregnant. With emotion? With a baby. You're the father. I'm the father. Yes. You feel for both of them in the moment, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you're definitely like, oh, dude, that's not like how you react. But, you know, you're also kind of like, yeah, but how would you react? You know? Yeah. (laughs) With this total. Um, And I mean, I always remembered it from the trailers and it's still and it was always in there and still never fails to make me laugh. But just when they're observing uh, Ben in the backyard and he's playing with their kids and she says... (laughs) He's playing fetch with my children. And so I, I think that always just played in the back of my head as like our kids like grew up and even when they were that age mm-hmm. and just like, you know, it's like, yeah, you really can like play fetch with right. a kid and <laughs> keep them occupied. And it's usually not a bad idea because it wears them out. There's <laughs> <laughs> running involved. Yeah, right. it's a good idea. Um, and then, of course, I mean, I think the end scene is, I mean, the whole hospital <laughs> scene is like completely memorable and i think pretty funny (laughs) and ken young coming in yeah coming back as the doctor i think was just great choice to be yeah uh, again somebody who who can act tough but can be a punching bag at the same time yeah 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 um he uh uh yeah his first his first role uh and yeah and he's actually he actually well when you say is was but okay. it was was a doctor first like practicing doctor so wow. then yeah it came into comedy yeah okay. so uh and i think that seems funny too not that we had the same situation as him but there was definitely it wasn't whitney's main doctor but mm-hmm. when after hallie was born like the days after you're in the hospital and the doctor that was on shift oh uh, there was mm-hmm. there was like 
the communication like between this doctor and Whitney, it was not a good situation. So I very much could kind of relate to like someone who doesn't have the best uh, bedside manner, right? <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially when somebody has gone through the, like a first pregnancy. Yeah, right. it was like it got intense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she could probably tell that story better than I could. <laughs> I might actually get her to do that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we had a a not or fairly kind of similar situation luckily our midwife was able to get to the hospital oh okay uh, but it she was delayed yeah and when we got there since it was twins they treated us like an emergency and oh okay the doctor that was on call was having none of our birth plan and <laughs> giving all sorts of pushback and we kind of just had to our, we're waiting <laughs> yeah 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 so oh man that's so funny yeah i mean, I think the enjoyment of this film is just like, uh, I don't want necessarily this become like where we're just like talking about our kids because sure. I already feel like that guy at work sometime, like telling people about my kids and I see their eyes glaze over and I'm like, Nathan, stop, <laughs> stop doing it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie triggers so many, like, I mean, really more good than like bad, but just, right. just moments and scenes. Cause it's definitely, yeah. uh, man, it's like, it just, I mean, it completely changes your life for the better, but like, I don't know, just like right. the whole certain, the whole going to the bookstore and you know right after you find out and buying as many books yeah, as you can, yeah, and yeah. usually never reading, yeah, but, you know maybe a couple of pages yeah. out of them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna do. That. I'm gonna call Whitney in. I want her to tell right. you a story because we too uh, with Hallie did not have our original doctor, so okay. she'll she could tell this story better than me. All right. Uh, so with Hallie. Uh, it wasn't my doctor and I was, it was the first baby. And so I was like, you know, trying to, there's like all these things in my mind I wanted to do, but I also had had, um, a epidural. So I was like, fine. I had zero pain, you know, like I'm like, fine. And so my mom and Nathan are in there and I was having, it's just a lot of information for the world here. I'm glad I'm sharing, but I was having to push and, and it was like to the point and the doc, the nurses were like, the doctor said something about, you're going to need to take her legs. Yeah. There's a lot of information again. Well, Anywho. So you didn't yes, I did no, because no, it was no, funny. No, this no. is the part that's funny. And so I'm like, oh. and Nathan's trying to take pictures. That's what he was doing, but he was not allowed to take any pictures except of like, the baby, yeah. So he's gotten, he's like, and he's like trying to put the camera down, and the nurse is like a mean battle axe, and she's like, put the camera down, like she's like yelling, and so I'm like, I'll hold the camera, and I'm like, fine, I'm like, I'm like, I got the camera, I'm not doing anything, yeah. So I've got the camera right here, and my mom is on this side, and Nathan's on this side, like, and and all I can see is the like blue sheet, right? And I've got right. the, my, they have my legs, and I see the doctor, and I'm like. I gotta have a picture of this. This is so funny that they're like helping me. And the doctor's like, I'll take a picture. And the doctor like stands up and it's like, come here, mom and dad and mom, like grandma and dad. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, okay, ready? What? And the, the nurses. Yeah, but, but before uh, cameras were big on iPhones. Like, this, this is, is like an actual, like an actual, actual camera. camera. This yeah. is like a giant, like with the, with the thing that goes around your neck. Like, it's like hanging down. It's too heavy for me to DSLR. even hold. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. 
Anyway, and so I'm like, he's like, stands up. He's like, I'll take a picture. The nurse is like, sit down, doctor. The baby could have come right there. Like, she was so mad. And I'm like, anyway, so I have this awesome picture. I don't even know the doctor. It's a it's a male doctor, which was, I was like trying to go to a female doctor. Right. It was like totally, but he was real nice. Yeah. He was probably nicer than my doctor. And he loved uh, having his picture taken. He like, did. <laughs> he loved it. He was like so excited. It was a very weird moment. That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. I thought that funny. All right, well. Good talk. I, You're welcome for that <laughs> visual that now everybody needs to have. <laughs> I don't know why I just shared that. And also, I was telling him how, like, after, after there was that one doctor that we had that just follows up the days and how you two just were not on the same plane as each other. I don't think I remember that. Maybe I, maybe I, my drugs were still you've, in. You've blocked that one out. I don't remember him at all. A, do- a female? Yeah, I, well, I, I got I nothing. Too much details, oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm good on that <laughs> one. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Witt. You're welcome. Appreciate Enjoy it. Enjoy Knocked Up. Movie Moosings. Oh, well, I was just going to ask you, did you ever have that moment in your 20s uh, when you felt, uh, you don't feel like you're a person that had no amb- no ambitions, like Ben and his friends here. Well, they had an ambition, but very uh, misdirected. But uh, Or like where you were lost. You kind of Did you ever have that moment in, yeah. in time? So I graduated college in 2000. Uh, moved to Austin. I, my undergraduate degree uh-huh. is in elementary education. Oh, okay. I couldn't get a job in Austin teaching because there were too many applicants. And oh. I wasn't certified in Texas. Because Texas pays their teachers right. well. Right. And, and, and I wasn't <laughs> certified, so it's not like you know they wouldn't yeah, s- yeah. let me just teach with that certification there. <clears throat> so I took a job at a credit union. Okay. Because yeah. I had to pay bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I hadn't been hit by a bus. <laughs> and I had $14,000 to live off of. But um, so, I, you know, just took a, took a job, started working, worked up to a couple of different positions and realized I didn't want to keep doing that forever. Yeah. Um, and decided to try law school even though I didn't know any lawyers and didn't know what the day-to-day entailed at that point so yeah um that that, that I was kind of rudderless at that point right yeah yeah no I had it's very similar like graduated I graduated college and uh you know uh it basically it wasn't called digital film and media but that's essentially what my major was and yeah but I didn't want to move to LA or New York and at that time that was really the only way you could find a job at like now it'd be so much easier oh, like yeah. and i mean even here in oklahoma you could right. you know go find a job but anyway so i moved back home and i mm-hmm. kind of did some odd jobs oh mm-hmm. i worked at my church and did did some kind of video stuff on the side but yeah i was in that and i just i just hated that i was back there but <laughs> i was thankful for my dad because he was always like oh no we we know that you're not gonna you know you're so, not gonna be doing this for the yeah rest but you're afraid that you're afraid of if you are kind of an ambitious person in nature, you're always afraid of kind of slipping into that, I think, for some reason. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you feel like that or not, but... I don't know that I would call myself 100% ambitious. But no, no, and I'm not either. Not like some some people are, but uh, right. I do. Uh, I, I tend to find myself, even if, if I did have a day of doing nothing, like... I definitely would try to watch a movie or something like that, but then I start looking around the house and like right. find things to do, like oh, yeah. you know. So, um, I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you mentioned uh, the Vegas scene. Have you ever had an epic trip to Las Vegas? No, 
No? I have not. I have... <laughs> have uh, you been there? I have been in Vegas one night. Okay. Uh, when I had when I got bumped from a, a flight. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, uh, and ended up having to spend the night. And I think my flight the next morning left at like 8 a.m. or something. So <laughs> I... They, I got a hotel off yeah. of the strip and took the cab over or shuttle over to the hotel. Yeah, went and walked the strip, and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so uh, not not anything like they ever like had. Uh, and so it's been a while since I've been there, but like when I did get my first job in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, it was in the video production field. And at that time, I don't know if there still is, but there's a conference there. It's like okay. the biggest conference they host and it's with yeah. broadcasters and all that. So me and my boss would go to that occasionally. We had a client in Vegas and stuff like that. Um, but we actually, uh, it's just kind of funny. People even kind of laugh, but like Whitney and I, our honeymoon was there and, but we're not gamblers like at all. Right. And so, but we enjoyed like going to the shows, yeah. like seeing all the things, like we had a great time but our uh our story was we boarded the plane to go you know it's after the wedding i mean it was it was the next day so like sunday afternoon or something and uh, once again uh you didn't have cameras on phones but we sat we sat in our seats and there was a guy next to us and we said we're sorry we won't bug you again could you take one picture of us you know and then that's it and he's like oh yeah sure he's super nice and then he started asking us about oh where are you going and what hotel are you staying in and we're saying oh we're gonna stay in the encore it had just been built at that point uh which is next to the wind he pulled out his card business card and he was the director of communications for encore and so anyway he uh he ended up we we chatted off and on through the flight but not a whole lot but when we landed he's like hey do you guys have a ride and we were like no we don't so uh we drove in his escalade uh, and he like upgraded our room got our got his dinner dinner reservations for the week like just took care of us all week so like what are the chances you know so moral of the story ask people to take your pictures yeah there you go yeah you never know i actually don't really like talking to people on the plane so (laughs) (laughs) um so uh uh, we, I, I feel like I can't tell my story because Whitney did such a good job. With, but do you have like uh, just a funny or touching or even maybe a scary memory about like your kid's birth, like in the hospital, where you're kind of talking about those like flashbacks or whatever? I I just remember the it, it was a blur. Uh, yeah. Luckily, Carrie, my my wife's birth went pretty quick. Yeah. Like I think she she started labor the day before but it wasn't you know it wasn't big contractions or anything she even went to sleep for a little bit and she woke me up or she woke up like at about midnight and didn't wake me up until like one or two in the morning and was yeah like, yeah we got to go to the hospital and yeah they were here by five in the morning oh, so wow. it was like once it happened it happened yeah yeah um and so it was just like a blur yeah driving up i-35 to get to the hospital yeah um that that i don't remember individual moments that that well yeah yeah because it was so fast yeah did uh um did twins run in your family yeah 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 so my um my dad's mom had twin sisters my mom's mom had twin sisters, and my wife's sister 
has twins. Oh, wow. So there's, there's quite a few. <laughs> uh, we always laugh because, like, when we found out that like, Whitney was pregnant with Hallie, you know, she had to do this big questionnaire thing or whatever. So we mm-hmm. came home that night and we're asking about it. And she's like, yeah, they asked, like, if there was history of twins in your family. And I wrote no. And I was like, are you kidding? I said, my grandmother was a twin and my dad is a twin. And like she, her eyes got so big and like, yeah, oh crap. You know, so yeah, she was a little bit on edge for a right. while until we found out. So, right. Yeah. Um, my, my quick, like uh, kind of funny hospital story and not that I don't, I, I'm not going to become that person that's always like giving advice to people. But, you know, you, you know, the big bag you pack like for the overnight stay and stuff. And it's definitely funny the difference of like when Hayden was born, like, like what was in that bag? Like we had everything. But the one thing we did not have and my advice to people is we did not pack like any kind of Advil. And so there was one point in the middle of the night just through everything. And, you know, you're doing it as much or you're just figuring things out. I just had a massive headache and I just knew I needed Advil and that was it. But uh, we didn't have any, and uh, we asked the nurse, and it was one of those like, well, um, let's check. But like, she had to escort me to the pharmacy, and I had to like sign out for like two just like ibuprofen like pills, and it makes sense. Like, you know, they 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 just can't control everything. Yeah, they can't just hand out (laughs) pills, but it just felt like, wow, this is a lot just for like. Right. Yeah. So especially when like our friends were having kids and all that, I always was like, pack Advil. Like that's like (laughs) one piece of advice. So it should have been something about the kid. No, it was all about me. I'm just like Ben, I guess. Yeah, we 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 packed that bag and like I don't think we opened it until after the kids were born and we were in our room. We had like the whole playlist and ready to go. None of that happened. Yeah. I I think we even like packed like because at that time it seems like there was like even a DVD player, like, mm. for the TV there. But, like, right. we packed, like, movies as if we would have, like, <laughs> something playing. Yeah. Right. Rom-com rankings. So for the rom-com rankings, uh, <laughs> this first category, I mean, I do think this is a romantic comedy. So I'm just... It, it is. I'm coming around more to, more to uh, it, yeah. <laughs> more so. But the first category is the romantic chemistry between the leads. So one heart being the lowest, five being the highest. We haven't really gotten into this much yet, but Ben and Allison. <laughs> I mean, I think, they, I think they do have some chemistry, and it, 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 it's almost, it is more like a, an actual relationship in that it takes work to get it to grow. Yeah. Um, you know, I think by the end, when she sees... You know what he's done, and he's there in the the heat of, of delivery and yeah, uh, labor and all of that. I think I'd say they're three and a half, four. <laughs> wow! So <laughs> I by it. the end, <laughs> well, I, I'm still I don't know. I I, I give it a two. Like the, <clears throat> there is something there, and I I will say I think Heigl and Rogan make it work like you know i I think there could definitely see some scenarios where it wasn't so much that but i just have no in no way i think allison would ever end up with ben not because she doesn't like ben or just like it's just like and it's almost like the movie like she's definitely like finds him endearing in a spirit. He is a kind guy. Right. But it's almost like in the movie, she just seems enamored by his lifestyle a little bit, even though she's... And you're just like, why are you... <laughs> like, I, I just... I, I just don't... Uh, I just don't buy that 
this would ever even like she would even give this guy a chance so anyway but yeah. you know yeah, but I, I, hope, I have hope for slackers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you're more optimistic than me, I guess. So uh, the second category is the best friends, and so um, I, this this could kind of be taken two ways because we've talked a lot about his slacker friends. So I definitely right. think there's like a friend support group. Uh, you could take it on face value of like how good of friends are they actually a little bit, but also I kind of factor in like how memorable they are. And so I'm interested in what you have to say about this. So, and I, I, I've been thinking about that because I knew the, the question was coming, but you know, there's not, I think Debbie would be the most memorable best friend yeah, in the movie. Oh yeah, by yeah, far. yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. You know, Jason Siegel is. Yeah, he he's there, but he doesn't really add a whole lot to. It's <laughs> a hitting on Debbie all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's not a, there's not really a, a memorable yeah. uh, moment of yeah. him exchanging some sort of words of wisdom, yeah, or yeah. even really helping him out <laughs> in any any measurable way, yeah. other than you know maybe. The, the hitting on Debbie at the, at yeah, the bar. And, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, the other, it, it's it's more like it's a almost like they're a comedy troupe off to the side. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, yeah. That don't yeah, really yeah. add to the to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than yeah, it, yeah. At injecting the comedy. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think about Debbie. You know, kind of being that surrogate for Allison, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. yeah, she definitely she definitely is. Yeah. So yeah, what what would be your ultimate ranking? So. Uh, Maybe about maybe a two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're lopsided here. So okay. I, I gave it a four just because of really more the memorability, you know, okay. like memorable moments, and I mean these supporting characters add so much. Yeah. And at the end, they are there like for them, sure. you know. Uh, now, are they the best support for them? Probably not, you know. Right. So, <laughs> but but all his buddies are at the hospital, you they, know. <laughs> Uh, uh, Hopefully they've recovered from pink eye. <laughs> yeah, especially going into the hospital. <laughs> oh, so funny. So uh, sorry for the late minute text today. I, I had kind of forgot about the yeah. soundtrack uh-huh. aspect. Uh, so um, uh, I don't know. Did you have a chance to listen to it at all? Uh, I, I, I did. Um, and honestly, I like the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, it You know, it's got some... the. Any any movie that starts off with uh, Wu Tang Clan, yeah, um, I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's got Wu Tang. It has Loudon Wainwright. It's got uh, uh-huh. Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, um, B fifty twos. You know, and the the B fifty two song when it kicks in when they're watching Cirque du Soleil. I mean, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. the uh, yeah I I would listen to the soundtrack yeah yeah how would you rate it at four four and a half oh okay yeah. nice yeah. so it's um I, I like when this kind of popped into my mind honestly if you had asked me what songs were in this movie mm-hmm. i would not have been able to tell you it mm-hmm. was just like there was something about like watching it like i, I kind of forgot to keep this category in mind and but it just it just didn't register for whatever reason but when i listened to it 
I there were cues that yeah. are like, oh yeah, like I completely remember. Yeah, and it's this mix of like you know hip hop and reggae, right. and you know kind of matches the stoner right. vibe there. But then these like kind of uh, folk, folk acoustic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of for those moments. And listening to the playlist, even though uh, not necessarily like songs that are in my own personal playlist, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, if you throw this on, you know, it, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And I I almost forgot like. I've been such a big Epitaph fan. Love the show, Freaks and Geeks. But, mm-hmm. like, he's known for, like, the music he picks mm-hmm. for his movies and mm-hmm. stuff. And listening to the soundtrack, I was like, oh, yeah, these are, like, very solid picks. So right. he's good at picking uh, sometimes lesser-known songs, but mm-hmm. kind of, like, middle-of-the-road songs maybe, like, you don't hear on the radio all the time, right. but are recognizable enough to be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I gave, I ultimately gave it, like, three and a half, like okay. like you. Yeah. Uh, um, just I was a little surprised, like, oh, yeah, I could have this on and yeah. listen to it. So, um, so uh, the fourth category, uh, chase scene or declaration of love. Um, I So, I, you know, this, I guess, kind of a way doesn't have – a super traditional sense of it, but I kind of thought when she goes into labor, going to the hospital, I thought that whole that kind of fit this category. That because I, I, yeah, I was thinking I was like, so your the the first chase scene would be when he shows up and proposes, yeah, with the box, <laughs> the empty box, <laughs> right, 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 and then Debbie poops all over that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He did what? Yeah, right, right, but. Right. It, but it, I mean, it's not really a chase scene. No, no, because no. you know it comes back later. Yeah, and, yeah. And then there's there's all these moments where you think that there's going to be that. Yeah, yeah. Chase scene like the the birthday party. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Turns into another fight. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Ruin, ruins it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree that the the labor and delivery is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, the, is the chasing. Yeah, yeah, uh, because you know, in those moments, what I do <laughs> like is that like his heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like his heart's really in the right place most of the movie, right? But he doesn't understand w- why he's really doing the things he does. Mm-hmm. Like when he proposes to Allison, like. You know, it's more like this. He, he proceeds it with, "I want to make an honest woman out of her." Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and the birthday part, like his, like he just, you know, he's a guy who just doesn't think all the things through. Mm-hmm. And so, when she does go in labor, you know, and has to call upon him for his help, mm-hmm. you know, like it's really like they don't have the love quote unquote love discussion, but how he finally is like the actual showing up right. for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about the doctor, how he handles the doctor, all mm-hmm. those scenes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though it's not these, like uh, this monologue of, uh, you know, dial- right. eh, monologue of dialogue, that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, you know, there's not this like long, like, and this is, you know, right. but that whole moment. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I personally gave it four hearts because I just think the way that plays out and just the payoff and, you know, I kind of almost forgot, like, when they go to the hospital, how much time we spend there. Right. You know, a lot of other movies, like, she go there, you know, they roll in, right. you know, oh, get her back there. And then the, yeah. they, and I think the fact that they actually dive into, uh, you know, what would be a more realistic birth than, like, right. you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would have... I don't know if I'd go four stars okay. on that, but yeah. maybe three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly I get four, it. But, yeah. yeah. But I like it, you know, like when she's in the bath and just like, 
I mean, uh, from the uh, the other side perspective, you're just like you're just not trying to like you right. don't want to accidentally step say the wrong thing or mm-hmm. step on the wrong toes or yeah, right. it, it's really funny. But yeah. uh, oh, and you mentioned you know uh, rewatchability, last category. Yeah. On this, a very rewatchable film. Like, what do uh, what do you give it? Three and a half, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Somewhere in there. I ultimately gave it four, even though like. Uh, you can read my review on my mm-hmm. website, moviesyourlife.com. I I was surprised at like what I ultimately gave it star rating mm-hmm. as a whole, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it was a little lower than I thought. And I'm like, oh, I would have maybe originally thought this movie was higher in the mm-hmm. Apatow canon, canon mm-hmm. and uh, this time it was a little lower than I thought, just because I think I saw some things that kind of <laughs> really stuck out to me that I thought were real imbalanced. But mm-hmm. but as far as if it's on or whatever like that, oh, yeah. I mean, you you you'd get sucked in, sucked in, even yeah. though some of the characters' decisions seem a little off kilter. <laughs> sure, I mean, the, there, there's enough comedy there to keep you going and keep you invested. Yeah, the stories funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I think it's definitely. Um, I mean, from the aughts, I mean, it it made a lot of money. I mean, it's a movie. I think like when it came out, it was a big deal, and mm-hmm. people like remember. And so, if you haven't seen the film, I think it's definitely worth oh, yeah. checking out. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, the forty year old virgins on this list, we haven't mm-hmm. covered it yet. Now that one, I have not really ever thought as a romantic <laughs> comedy, <laughs> you know. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but um, yeah, I, it's interesting. Apatow was definitely like Apatow produced stuff. I mean, he's right. still doing things, but there was definitely that era where yeah. it was like. Well, that's that's what I was uh, in preparation. I pulled up his IMDb to see you know what other movies of his. Yeah, that, you know, a new forty year old virgin. Yeah, new. This is forty. Um, <clears throat> but he he hasn't done a whole lot of more recent movies. Yeah. He's he's done a lot more shows. Yeah, like he, TV shows. He does a lot more producing yeah, now. And produce, yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of does that. It's but. almost like you know he had that one maybe five six year period and yeah and has just gone other direction. This wasn't. Uh, necessarily going to be my recommendation going into this conversation. But if you do like Judd Apatow, and because I'm doing this at the... Uh, I'm just kind of going on the fly here. Um, I He has written two books. I haven't written a sec- <laughs> second one. Uh, but uh, Sick in the Head, and then the second book is Sicker in the Head. But he was obsessed with comedy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was... We were talking ambition. He's he was very ambitious, but even as a uh, like young you know high schooler, he would seek out and do interviews with like comics and stand up comics. But the book is just like basically his interviews with all these like oh, cool. legends and stuff like that. So if you love comedy, mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's almost like a great uh, like a crash course almost like right. you know. Um, and uh, I forget most of the conversations I think were when he was younger, but it might be more modern and stuff but anyway okay. he came out with a se- second book but they're talking about the craft and all that mm-hmm. but those uh those are really good uh really good books so uh right. yeah uh anything you're like watching or telling people to check out um this this season of fargo yeah is great fantastic have you finished it yet i have not oh okay no, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm a couple behind yeah but, yeah um I, it uh Don Draper, yeah, was great. <laughs> and then Keeley, I was like, yeah, yeah. The, it, it took me a, a couple of episodes to be like, wait, 
Wait, yeah, that is. Uh, it's a pride. She was not my favorite character in Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I saw that she was in the show, I mean, it's not... Fargo is what drew me to the show, right. not her being <clears throat> sure. in it. You know, uh, but man, she's really good yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I good. Mean, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really mm-hmm. good season. So mm-hmm. um, especially we're liking that, like, uh, kind of dull period like you could feel the effects of the writer strike mm, and right. the um, and even the actor strike you know because we've just had this like v- you know vast of nothing right. I- I'm laughing how like ABC's been airing like NBC I mean NBA games like on a Tuesday night or right. something it's like wow you got you guys don't even have like reality shows in your pocket it, but CBS has <laughs> gone gone back in a show in Yellowstone like three or four yeah. nights a week <laughs> yeah 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 even ABC started showing like the first season of Murders right. in the building you know so yes. yeah but um uh yeah uh my uh, i'd say real recommendation uh that i had written down was uh maestro on netflix mm-hmm. so uh okay. it's starring bradley cooper and uh carrie mulligan uh, do you know not, much about this i haven't no. oh okay mm-hmm. so it's uh uh it's it's nominated for best picture this year he's nominated for best actor i believe and she's nominated for best actress it's probably like even kind of right when it came out before it came out probably it's probably not gonna win anything mm-hmm. uh but uh it's about um the composer leonard bernstein okay and uh and uh it's it's really good i really liked it a lot it's mm-hmm. um bradley cooper's fantastic in it he's the director and, and it's one of those movies it's not like the perfect film because he is like man he is just throwing everything out there <laughs> like there's like there's a lot of memorable scenes but some of the things that tie together don't really make sense but yeah. i mean he's just like putting everything that you know this yeah. is an actor's movie <laughs> you know but uh it's not so much about uh bernstein the person and like his process but it's more about the relationship between okay. uh him and his wife and so uh Anyway, but I, I found it really good. Like, it, it's not going to win Best Picture. It's right. probably on the lower tier of that group. But I think definitely, I, I see why it's recognized. So if mm-hmm. you have Netflix, you, you should check it out. So, Will do. Yeah. But if you don't like loud orchestra music, like late at night, mm-hmm. you, you know, Whitney kept getting bugged that I was watching it. Because they would talk just like <laughs> this. Then, then it yeah, yeah. You, know, bur- you know, burst into a scene. So I constantly had to adjust <laughs> the volume, you know. Right. So, um, well, uh, like I mentioned, you can always visit our website moviesyourlife.com to read this review you can listen to the episode uh, with the big Lebowski where we talked about that and uh, so um, maybe next time if we talk we could talk about something that's a little bit more uh, <laughs> PG, in the PG realm <laughs> so I, I don't mind <laughs> yeah did Carrie watch this with you she did oh yeah yeah did she, she did. enjoy it she did yeah, yeah I, I was she, she is not uh, one to appreciate the fruity language right yeah um, all right <clears throat> And so when the first scene kicks off, I'm like, eh, I don't know if she's going to enjoy this. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she, she was laughing along and, and wanted to finish the whole thing. And, well, it was yeah. eventually won over by the charm, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> well, and I, I didn't even make a big deal of this. Thanks for like coming here. You're like, besides like. Whitney and like my immediate family, you're like my first official like hey, this is easy in, in studio guest. <laughs> yeah, you just show. That's what people always say, and they're like, "I love being on your podcast. I don't have to do anything, and right?" I'm, and I'm like typing away, <laughs> like recording and everything. But well, uh, well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. All right, take care. All right. <laughs>